What up, people? What up, people? We back in the building. It's Dan. It's your boy Nels, and we up in here another week. We're gonna get some good information out. We're gonna crack some jokes. We're gonna talk about a lot of uh some silliness. This is gonna be like a first, like I think full on sports episode. We we've talked on sports a couple of times, but this week probably gonna be a full on sports episode. Maybe we'll throw in some other stuff, but um yeah, we're gonna talk some sports this week. Everybody's upset, everybody's going crazy, people have mixed emotions. And you know how we do. We just gonna tell you how we feel, what we think, and what's going on with us and our perspective. Nels, what's happening with you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Good people. I hope everybody's having a great week. I hope everybody is is uh, just in good spirits, good having good vibes. You know, at the end of the day, it's the middle of the week. Depending on when you're listening to this, that's the middle of the week for us right now. And at the end of the day, man, you know how we just everybody being positive and and just continue to push forward. That's all we can do in this life. Yeah, man, that's it. We just gonna push forward and make it happen. Um, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about uh, let's talk Jerry Jones first, man. Let's let's talk about this photo, and um, everybody's going crazy over this photo. People are chastising others who are taking up for him. I don't even think people who are supporters or people who are saying positive things are taking up for him. I think they're just giving their perspective. And I think some people are just saying, like, hey, this is an old photo. Maybe this is how he felt before. This is not how he feels now. And um, we need to, I'm going to say excuse it. And I don't think that's what people are saying. But I think you have to look at the photo for what it's worth. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, a photo popped up from Jerry Jones, when the owner of the Cowboys, from when he was, like, 14, 15, where he's in a crowd of, white people, white guys, young white youth who are trying to prevent these kids for these black kids from entering a high school as you know, during those days, during that time it was segregation and the schools were integrating. So he's part of this crowd, part of this mob, quote unquote, that's attempting to stop these kids from entering the school. Now it's a still photo. So you don't know if he's there watching. You don't know if he's there observing. You don't know if he's participating in the stoppage or in participating in trying to prevent these kids from joining into the school. Mm-hmm. Photo is a photo, man. Photos worth a thousand words, as they've always said time and time again. And in the photo, it just, the optics look bad. He's there. The feel of the crowd, the intention of the crowd is to prevent the black kids from getting into the school. So he's essentially can just be assumed to be part of that action. Now, I don't know the man personally. I mean, he's said a couple of things in the past that have been, it's not even borderline race. He said some outright racist stuff. He said some stuff that uh, can be considered as racial and part of the segregation mindset and part of the whole black people down mindset. But then he's also employed a ton of black people and he's passed out a ton of money to a ton of black athletes. So I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about it. I mean, if you take still pictures of a lot of people during times when they were younger and they didn't understand or they were going with the flow, it'd be a whole lot of people that would be losing their livelihoods, having to do all type of apologies and all of that. So I'd say this. I think he should have and he still needs to come out and speak on it, come out and say, hey, yes, that's me in the photo. This is what I was doing there. I didn't know I wasn't taught well back then now and later in my life, I gained an understanding and I'm of a different mindset now and I don't believe that way. I don't participate that way. That's my personal opinion on what he needs to do and what he should do just to 
try to quell and squash the scuttlebutt and the conversations that's going on about him. Yeah, he. Uh, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I remember when this came out, though. I saw the internet going crazy, and I just started laughing. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious to me. Because the internet always has all this uh, this fucking outrage about every single thing, and it's just like, yo, calm down, first of all. All right, so I, my opinion, I was looking at the picture, and I was like, all right, so first of all, if you have any inkling on who Jerry Jones is, this picture should not, it shouldn't have shocked you. It shouldn't have been like, what? Holy cow, I can't believe this Black Panther was fucking standing with a bunch of people. He, he, he's never been someone where I personally, myself, thought he was like for black people or for anybody else other than himself, to be honest with you. You know, I've never seen him do anything for black people other than hire them for a team that is, that's in his best interest. So that has really nothing to do as far as him doing stuff for black people. Um, then, uh, then you're looking at it and it's like, yo, this picture is mad old. What the fuck? And he's 14? What the f- Even more what the fuck? And he was, and it's almost like we were trying to be like, well, uh, he's standing out there, but I, I always take things for what it is. He was a product of his environment. He, he, if he was living in the South when he was 14 years old and he's in a fucking, uh, um, he's in a picture with a bunch of other white people, you know, holding back black people. I'm like, oh yeah, sounds about right. That sounds like some shit that Jerry Jones would have did. I, if somebody told me it, I wouldn't have been shocked. Do you know what I'm saying? I need to see the picture. <laughs> I didn't have to see the picture to be like, oh shit, that's just crazy. Somebody could have said, yo, you know, Jerry Jones was motherfucking standing around trying to stop black people from getting into a school. I'd have been like, sounds about right. That yeah, that yeah, the Jerry Jones I know that sounds about right. That's right up his alley. But I also am on the thing where. I've never been a person that's just been a fan of Jerry Jones in, in general, so it's not like this affected me any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? And I agree with you. Maybe if he cared enough, he would come out and say, you know what, that was that time. Probably, you know, I, it's a terrible time, and I denounce racism, blah, 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 blah. But you know why he don't say it? Because he's probably racist, and we will never know. You know, <laughs> Because he don't give a fuck enough. He's, like, he's 80 years old. It should happen 64 years ago. <laughs> you know? So... If you find some pictures of me at 14, you're probably going to see me some saying some shit, and I ain't denouncing shit either, because I'm, I'm fucking it's 24 years from when I was that age. I don't give a fuck anymore. I was 14. You have to allow people, this, and this not goes for Jerry Jones, but this goes for in general with people on the internet. You have to allow people to fucking grow. And I'm not talking about Jerry Jones, because fuck Jerry Jones. I don't believe anything he says, and fuck him. But what I'm saying is that if you find a picture of, uh, of let's say a school with a black person, as a crip when he was a kid and he did something real heinous, right? And then the picture comes out today and he just happens to be uh, in Wall Street at, at a, a powerful position and you find that picture. You just ask him, hey, this is a, a picture of you. Yeah, this is a picture of me. You know, I was 14 years old. It was crazy. I was a product of my environment. You know, that's not me anymore. You have to allow people to, to grow up, make mistakes, because I also said this, and I probably said it on our podcast a couple of years ago, or not years ago, but a couple of episodes ago. If we was to start taking, going back and being like, yo, 
for all the people that had this hoopla and, and outrage about all this shit, all this this woke culture or whatever like that, if we go back and take and find pictures of these people, they would be like, "Why are we doing this? Why are you picking on me?" Right? But it's okay because these people are no, not, I don't want to say nobody's, but people that just have time on their hand and try to fucking ruin people's lives. But nobody would like that shit. Not a single person that is trying to out these people would like it if it was happening the other way around. Mm-hmm. Because we all have skeletons, every one of us. You know what I'm saying? So if we start doing that to every single person, this world would be crazy. But it's okay to do it to celebrities because celebrities in this in the in this era in the spotlight and all this other stuff like that. You have to allow people to grow. So just be careful what you ask for when you're sitting on the internet and you're like, I have to fucking try to get ruin somebody's life, you know? And it's not because of Jerry Jones. I'm just basically saying that because I feel like there's an influx over the last couple of years of people. I found this picture of a motherfucker when they was infant and they pissed in a pamper. How dare you piss in the pamper? And it's like, yo, enough, enough, yo, enough. Let people be where they are. Unless you see somebody in the, Unless you finding people doing like murder, I got a video of you murdering somebody or something that's a straight crime and stuff like that. I, I really don't agree with this whole let's find some stuff to try to ruin other people's life stuff. That's that's pretty basically my. I, and I will say this: don't expect fucking Jerry Jones to come out and denounce anything because that's just who he is. I don't think anybody should be expecting anything. I think it would be cool. It would be nice, but. I don't expect it because I've already seen the picture. Just it didn't really do anything to me. It didn't confirm, or I was just like, "Ah!" I was just like, "All right, that sounds about right." This is he's he's living up to the person he's been his entire life. Yeah, and and that's what it is. Like I think um, he's consistently showed us who he is. So there's no reason to believe any other way. But I've always been a. a person where I feel like you should go, you should at least speak up. Like, I guess, you know, when you're at that level, you like what, what I'm talking for. Like, it really don't matter. Like y'all can't yeah. stop me. So, and he's definitely at a level in a power infrastructure where there's no canceling him. I don't care who gets involved. I don't care who say what, who protests. There's no way you can cancel Jerry Jones. Unless his entire football team says we ain't playing, that's the only way you could cancel Jerry Jones. And even then, he'd be like, All right, well, "I'm just gonna sell my team and live off the money that I'm gonna sell them for." They are the most valuable sports franchise in the world, not in the US, do, yeah. <laughs> not in football, in the world. <laughs> so he could sell the team and live and start his own damn channel and just get on there every day. Be like, "Yep, I'm still here. Y'all ain't cancel me. Look at me. I got a channel and I'm gonna talk stuff." Like there's nothing you can do to stop this man, unfortunately. And he's like you said, he's always been that way. There's nobody who said there's nobody who can actually believe and say, I don't think Jerry Jones racist. There's not, there's not one person that should be able to say that. That dude has consistently said some real random stuff and whether he truly uh, believes it or not, or whether he truly believes whatever he may believe, I think he should just come out and just say something. But he's just yeah, but like, man, listen, I believe what y'all want to believe. Y'all think what y'all want to think about that picture. I don't give a damn. It's a fact. So that's it's a fact. That's <laughs> shit. 
It doesn't give two shit. At the end of the day, I, I think his thought process is, and and again, I am, I'm I've never spoken to this guy. I'm just going off of someone that's probably eighty years old and lived through fucking all kinds of Jim Crow and all this other stuff like that, and lived through the. I mean, he was on the other side. He wasn't on our side. He was on the other side, obviously, but. He's lived through all of that kind of stuff. He's 80 years old. When you get to that age, and I'm talking about somebody that's half his age, you don't give a fuck what people think at their certain time in life. You have to understand, people, and, and at his status, he's at a, a super, don't, he's at the, he's at what, what uh, the super duper, don't give a fuck that of their yeah, life. You exactly. Know? He can give two a- shits about what, uh, what a sportscaster say. He give two shits about what anybody got to say, because he's like, oh. Like, I'm making bread. Like, I don't care. What you going to do? Yeah. Feel what you want to feel, yo. Y'all upset? Okay, well, that's, that's cool. Yo, for anybody that's listening to this under the age of 30, I just know this. When you get over the age of 30, when you're 31, 32, 33, you get all the way to 39, you get to 40, and all that other shit like that, they're giving the fuck. You start to lose. Uh, if there was a, if there was a, a article of clothing that is for giving the fuck, and when you would start off with all kinds of clothes on, by the time you're eighty, you're ass naked. You don't give a shit. You don't <laughs> gave all the fuck away because you don't care, yo. At forty, I'm half. I'm damn near in shorts and a t-shirt. I got about three articles of clothing to go to give a fuck to giving my fucks away. That's just that's what it is. So. You have to understand, at 80 years old and a billionaire, I could care less what somebody would say. But you want to call me a fucking, whatever you want to call me, cool. I don't even, I'm 80 years old. You think I'm fucking surfing the net for y'all? <laughs> you think I, you think you can try to cancel? How are you going to cancel me? You know what's wild about that whole shit? People was upset, right? I'm in a whole chat with a, with a bunch of other guys and we talk sports and stuff like that, right? And I'm listening to them, and they're going off. I can't believe this shit. I'm like, I, I can't believe that you can't believe it. This is just fucking mind-boggling to me. But then I'm like, okay, you know, because I'm the same way when it comes to all of these, when it comes to the Kyrie or it comes to the Kanye, if anybody has all of this outrage, don't fucking sit online and tap your fingers away. Do something about it. Don't fucking, nobody, the outrage of you telling me how mad you are, nobody, how about, I told you I'm 40. I don't give a fuck how mad you are. Do something about it. Do have some, go get some action, do some action. Right. The weird part about the whole shit is it happened two days or three days prior to fucking Thanksgiving. You know who played on Thanksgiving? The fucking Cowboys. Yeah. (laughs) With no problem. With no problem. So I kept saying, no problem. You feel a certain type of way. You probably should not watch the Cowboys on Thursday. When everybody else is watching it, I will I will text you and tell you what's happening in the game. I'll give you a fucking blow by blow. You understand? No pause on that. But I will fucking text you and tell you all the shit that's going on in the game, right? No. Motherfuckers are still watching the game on Thursday. So... Don't beat me in the head with all this shit, all this fucking I'm outraged and he should be doing this and da 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 The motherfucker is 80 years old. The shit happened 64 years ago. Stop fucking bringing up old shit. Nobody cares, yo. Nobody cares. You should not be shocked that somebody was standing. It should be shocked. It's shocking to me that you would be shocked that some white guy that lives in the South in Arkansas that was standing doing some shit like that. With his history of, I can understand if it was a different person. Like if, Bet, if fucking Betty, if I seen a picture of Betty White when she was alive doing shit, I'd be like, oh my god, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not her personality. That's somebody that's be like, that doesn't seem like something that she would do. But there would be nothing I could do about it, regardless. 
But if somebody gives you the history of the person that they are, when you see it, then you're just like, oh, that makes sense. That's how it should be handled. But Definitely. It's a one weird situation with that shit comes up. But God forbid, it's like you don't want to become famous. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have to be on your fucking page. Nobody should want to be famous. You understand? Because if you become famous, motherfuckers want to ruin your shit anyway. They want you to fucking have to apologize for some shit when you were a fucking kid or whenever you did uh, to whoever. Some shit you said. Motherfuckers, I, I don't even want to go back into my 20s. If motherfuckers go back into my 20s and find some shit, I'm not, I'm telling you right now, I ain't apologizing my shit. Just fucking don't give me no endorsement deals. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't really matter because I was in my 20s. I'm not paying attention. Or I was in my teens. I wasn't paying attention or whatever. You have to allow people to grow. And, and again, this is when I, when I say you have to allow people to grow, I'm definitely not talking about Jerry Jones. It's fucking over for him. You know what I'm saying? It's over for him and trying to grow. But just other people in life, you uh, you have to allow them to grow. Now, somebody like, uh, like how Kyrie did, uh, did the post or whatever like that, right? He did the post and then all of a sudden he apologized. Then they want him to motherfucking skydive off a building and do this whole other shit with, with fucking Jewish lives matter and all this other extra, yo, he it's not even that serious. You just allow him to grow, allow him to become a better human. If that's what, if that's what what's going on, don't, don't try to embarrass him and stuff like that. And that, that's just how I feel about this whole situation. Just a silly, just a silly ass situation that we happened. But the internet is good for silly ass situations. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you got to, um, you got to be mindful of the things we start, um, the things we start allowing to happen. Because like you said, if you start allowing everybody to start pulling everything from your past, is going to yeah. end up bad for a lot of people. And I get it that he's always, he's, he is who he is. Yeah. It's just amazing that when people had, uh, people had the chance to cancel him, when people had the chance to really apply some pressure over some of the horrible stuff he said, it was just like, eh, man, leave him alone. But then, yeah, we were in a whole different climate. I think the climate now is, um, what really got people wilding out and what really got people trying to stand up and fight and say, this ain't right. We got to stop this, but it's been going on yeah. for a long time. Like we can, only, all we can do now is stand up and say, Hey man, we appreciate that. But yeah. When there's something that's from that long ago, when there's something that's happened already and the person, and you can, you can look at somebody or you can tell the vibe of somebody, you know, like, Oh, they're, they're going to be affected by this and they're going to come back and they're going to say something he's not somebody that I don't think anybody expects to come back and say anything. Yeah. He's not saying a goddamn thing. I told you when you get the, think about the shit that may have bothered you 10 or 15 or even 20 years ago that you, you can hear about or see about it now. And it doesn't affect you because you're in a different part of your life. You know, you're older shit doesn't affect you anymore. That's why when shit comes up, on the internet and it, it outrages everyone else. I'm just sitting there like, really? That's the shit that outrages y'all? Like, I, I, I guess. I'm just sitting there like, I guess, I guess it is. And I'm not talking about just this Jerry Joe shit. I'm just talking about in general, like other stuff. I'm like, wow, this is... So I can only imagine what kind of not giving the fuck I would be in about 10 to 15 more years. Like, 
Like there would be so much stuff that I would be like, no, I, I, I don't care. Like I do not care. Like I, I care enough to know what's going on in the, what's, you know, socially what's going on in the world because I, I don't want to be out there. People having a conversation. I have no, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But what I'm saying is that I don't go out of my way to try to, I don't go out of my way to try to be like, I'm going to ruin this person. I'm going to fucking scour through their fucking tweets for the last 15 years. And I'm going to find a fucking tweet that you said something racist or, uh, or, or sexist or, or homophobic. I, I don't, I don't do that. Like, and that, and that's crazy to me. It's crazy to a person like me that somebody acts that people actually do that. Not a, not a person, but people literally go out of their way they don't have no job, nothing else to do. Their job is to fucking go that go back to some shit that says February two thousand and motherfucking four, and we found a tweet from you that says that uh, you said something about uh, gay people or you said something about black people or whatever like that. And then they retweet it and be like, "You see this shit? We need to fucking get rid of this motherfucker." And you're like, "What? What? What was going on? What's fucking?" It was fucking 16 years ago or 18 years ago, whatever. So that, that is the, that's the weird part about what's going on in, in the world today. Yeah. So this is not, I don't think it's going to, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. And I just see people continuously trying to, I think some people who are out here are really geared up and ready to try to dismantle a system that's been, unjust and rigged for a long time and they're trying to do it piece by piece and whatever piece they can try to rip up rip off of it they're going to go for it but it's not going to always work and when it's not working you got to know when to like kind of fall back and be like all right that didn't work let me leave that alone just move on to the next one yeah, no, I, I, I definitely how society is today is so fucking it's fragile to me it's fragile you don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. We're not allowing, other, like, I, like I had to rant, like we're not allowing people to grow, you know? Even if somebody does make a mistake, we're not allowing people to grow. We're just like, nah, fucking throw them to the wolves. Like, get rid of them, fucking get rid of their ass. And it could be something that the person was doing in that time of life or whatever was going on in their life. I have no idea. And I'm talking general. Again, this is not just about Jerry Jones. This is just about how our society is. Do I think things are a little bit better than they were maybe 10, 15 years ago? Absolutely. I think a lot of life circumstances happened, like George Floyd happened and, you know, the police brutality movement with the Colin Kaepernick, all of those things happened to get us where we are today. But it just made it to the point where we're just like, where people are like, you know what? I'm out here to destroy whatever shit happened regardless. Like everybody has to be, you gotta be squeaky clean these days. And none of us are squeaky clean, not a single soul. But the people that are going out to try to destroy, we're not looking at their lives. That's why we they have the opportunity to just try to destroy other people's lives. Well said. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, we're going to slide on along. Let's get, let's get to, uh, let's get to, uh, your favorite guy. Kanye, but more specifically, let's talk about uh, Chris Paul, man. How does how does Chris Paul get thrown into the Kanye foolishness, man? Like, what what was that like when he was a uh, he was at the crib, and then the tweets start flying out? He's like, damn, why the hell am I trending on Twitter? What the hell did I do? Like, I'm I'm, I'm at the house. I'm injured right now. I'm just trying to chill and get my life together, get this uh, injury together. 
And then you find out Kanye is like, oh, yeah, I found this dude with my wife. You're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yo, now you got to go and uh, have that discussion with your wife, son. Yo, I can only imagine how Chris Paul had to go into the into the other room because he's probably in, in this room, probably was in his office or in his man cave or wherever, probably watching the game, watching some, uh, watching maybe watching some tape, trying to see uh, his next opponent. And then mm-hmm. all them texts and all them tweets start coming through. Now he got to go, got to go to the to the bedroom. Like, uh, hey, babe, how you doing? She's like, what? What's up? What you want? So uh, you, you about to see some wild stuff on the internet. <laughs> you got to get a shaggy on. It wasn't me. <laughs> and, and no woman is going to believe it, especially when they see Kim Kardashian's name wrapped around it. He's like, nah, it wasn't me, babe. I'm telling you. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't you. So you ain't fucker. <laughs> now you got to sit there with the I ain't fucking face. Well, you know good or well, no matter what, your girl's going to believe that for the rest of the night, son. Is that that. that. I also say that he did post the stuff about the Chris Paul stuff, but also I also saw a clip of him going wild on Dave Chappelle. So I, I feel like Kanye is just at a point in time of his life where uh, obviously he's a he's a black white supremacist, which is weird. It's the fucking Uncle Ruckus shit that I've ever, the weirdest Uncle Ruckus shit I've ever seen in my life. Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> and this shit going on, he's always going to have a problem with anyone dating Kim Kardashian, obviously, you know, to the day he dies. And um, and now he has this newfound hate for Jewish people, which is like, what? Okay, all right, I, I don't understand what the fuck is wrong, I, you know, but I'm not a, I, I can't understand it because I'm not a black white supremacist or an Uncle Ruckus. So at the end of the day, it'll never make sense to me. But I just think he's at, he's just going to he's at a point of time in his life where if it has to do with Kim, if it has to do with Jewish people, or if it has to do with anything crazy, he's going to say wild stuff, and then he's going to follow it up with God doesn't God loves you or something like that, and he's just going to use God's name <laughs> to justify the dumb fuckery that he's always uh, talking about. So that's pretty much how I see him. That, that he, he's not. Y'all, I mean, the, our audience already knows how I feel about this guy. Like, we've, we've had endless amount of shows on how I feel about this guy. And Chris Paul, unfortunately, it's almost like, he's, you, you know what it's like? I just thought about it. It's like the, and I'm not comparing the two people, but I'm talking about the situation. It's like the time where 50 was battling Ja Rule. And whenever somebody got close to Ja Rule to even do a song or anything like that, 50 was like, fuck that. Now nah, I got beef with you too. Yeah, that's how it is dating Kim Kardashian. Just so, automatic beef with uh, Kanye. Yeah, it's automatic beef with Kanye if you get close to that that woman. And at the end of the day, uh, you just have to know what you're getting into when you're dating Kim Kardashian at this point. You know, I feel sorry for Chris Paul if that if they are dating because you know paparazzi take pictures and motherfuckers could have been just going to dinner on some regular shit. Yo, but there's but, no pictures of him with her. Like his his accusation is just wild, son. Oh no! Like like why would you just throw that out there? And then and then he remember remember when he did that shit with um the last dumb shit that he did where he he posted something and he just went to bed and that was it. And that's what he did. He posted that and then he went to bed. 
<laughs> like this dude, this dude's like a, a toddler. Like he does, he does something random and just runs away and hides to see what the aftermath of, of it is going to be. Like it's wild that he does this. And my dad, well, every time from the time I saw it, I was just like, yo, I can only imagine being a celebrity or something like that. And that pops up. Now you have to go to your wife and you know, no matter what explanation she had, you had, well, Maybe because Kanye, his wife was like, babe, I get it. Like, don't even worry about it, man. That dude's crazy. But yeah. <laughs> that's only if she's like, if she's she's sane and got some got some thought process about her. If she's just like on some random shit, like she's she's about to like terrorize that dude. Like, let me see your phone. I want everybody named Kim out your phone. I don't care who it is. I want all the K's out your phone. <laughs> he he like, he like, hey, babe, that, that's the trainer. I don't care. Her name begins with a K. She's got to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> put her on the door dash <laughs> so I don't know man it was funny it's funny the tweets are hilarious but I think when you start messing start messing with people's um home life and livelihood man that's when you really start you, yeah you're doing too much now man keep your your foolishness and your insanity to yourself like leave me alone I don't got nothing to do with it leave me out of your foolishness man but we all know what that dude does he does stuff for cloudy does stuff for appearances. He does stuff to get everybody buzzing about him. It's the, it's the, it's it's almost at the point where it's um. I don't even like using the word disgusting because it's, it's past disgusting. It's an, it's an, it's it's past the word disgusting when it comes to this guy. You know, it's past it. Like we are disgusting was what two years ago when we were talking about him, and I was like, this guy's an asshole, and then that's when I was like, this this shit is disgusting. Now we are at a level where it's just like. I think, I think we, we have to, uh, we have to get to a point where it's like, I know these people that are having them on their podcast or having them on their platform to spew this craziness are just fueling the fire. I already know that. Yeah, I get it. You're, you, you know, he's going to say crazy stuff to have, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to say crazy stuff. You know, everybody's going to go to watch it. Um, so you have them on the podcast, you know, to talk and spew hate and all sorts of shit like that. But it has to be a point where you're just like, all right, enough is enough. Like, um, how many fucking hate podcasts are there out there to, for us to be like, you know what? Uh, if we just don't listen to him, maybe he just goes away. Maybe, you know, if we if we get to the point where just like fuck him, do not report on this, do not report on this asshole because he's spewing all of this hate and this. This craziness, to trying to destroy people's lives, like Chris Paul, and and talking crazy about Dave Chappelle and all this other stuff. If we just not report on it, maybe he goes away because he feeds. And we talked, me and you talked about this on another podcast, is that he feeds on attention, good, bad, and different. He feeds on it. So if we, the public, don't feed, don't fuel the fire, he'll eventually just go back into a little hut and go away for six or seven months. Then he'll come back out you know, a year later when he has an album come out and then he'll do, you know, he'll start all over again. But I think us as a society need about six to eight months of fucking free Kanye everything. I think we need it. <laughs> need a detox. Yeah, we need a detox. Kanye detox. <laughs> I think it has to be a point where all of us be like, you know what, we got to band together as a fucking society, as a human beings, and be like, just let this guy go rest for a little while. Let him come back. Maybe he figures it out, but let's just let him rest 
for a second. Go let him hibernate. Nah, man. Everybody wants the um. Everybody wants the entertainment, man. Everybody wants the fun. They want the they want the madness, and that's what he provides. So that's what everybody wants to uh, gravitate to and. And just watch. It's like watching a car wreck. You just want to watch the car wreck, man. You want to see. You want to watch the car wreck. You want to see what's going to happen. You want to see if the people survive. You want to see all that stuff. So that's what people are doing. They're just watching the car wreck right now. Yeah, and, and that's that's what makes people decide that they want to continue to have them on. That's what it is. They know that it brings viewers. It brings. It generates money, and those that's all that people need. If it's going to generate me money and it's going to give me viewers, who gives a shit what he says when he's on there? If it's going to hurt a bunch of people, who gives a fuck? Because at the end of the day, it's about my my uh, my bottom line. That's all that matters. That's it. All that matters is that bottom line. Speaking of bottom lines, let's get to Dion and Dion increasing his bottom line. He uh. He left Jackson State. He's gone to University of Colorado. Um, yep. I think a lot of people are upset. And here, here's my view on why people are upset. He came out and he preached and he he danced around. He gerrymandered. And he did all these things saying, I'm here to fix HBCUs. I'm here to change the culture. I'm here as the savior of HBCUs and the savior of Jackson State. Look at me. God sent me here to fix all of this. So mm-hmm. he sold himself, which as a coach, that's what you're supposed to do. When you get ready to go into these um these living rooms and these these uh college these high school um gymnasiums and coaches offices and things like that, you're there to sell yourself. You're there to sell the school that they're going to. You're there to say, hey, I'm here for you. I'm going to be here for you and I'm going to raise you up and I'm going to get you here and I'm going to get you to where you need to be. I'm going to put you in the position you need to be to succeed, blah, 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 blah. And that's what he did. He sold that to everybody. He sold that to all black people. He sold that to all these schools. He sold to all these parents. He sold it to all these people who were looking for essentially something to believe in, essentially a spark, which black college football, black college sports needed a spark. So I salute him for what he did and I salute him for going there and building that university up and changing some of the thought processes within that university. But I was never a hundred percent fan of Dion as coach or Dion as this savior of black college football. I think some people who people who don't follow black college football looked at him like, oh, snap, he came in, and look, they're on TV now. He came in, look, they're doing this now. He came in, look, they're doing that now. But if you followed us the trend over the years, we were increasingly getting more games on TV. Now, he, now I give it to him. He came in, he did his thing. He was able to secure more games on TV. Everything he did was was good for the overall culture. Like, he boosted it. He boosted the TV um, opportunities. He got people who weren't already paying attention to start paying attention, but it was because of him. It wasn't like he was that innovative or that amazing. It's just because he was Dion, and everybody knows Dion is charismatic. He's he's somebody that you want to watch and you want to see. Like he's not these other coaches. No, they go, they coach, they come after the after the um game. They're like, yeah, we know we fought hard. 
We played hard. We had some things we could fix, and we're going to do good. We're going to do better. We're going to go to full win next time, and that's it. So nobody wants to see that in this day and age. People want entertainment, and he provided yep. entertainment. He provided flash, pizzazz, and all the kids, a lot of the kids that are going to the school or a lot of kids who are signing up to play for him, people got to remember those are the product of people who watched Dion when they were younger. So if I had a um, if I had a 17, 18-year-old kid who was about to go to college, I would probably send him to the school Dion's coaching because I remember Dion. I remember seeing him with the Falcons and with the Braves and the, the high stepping and the and the was it San Francisco and the Dallas and the touchdowns and the, and the showmanship. Him having the uh, the chains out. Him doing the uh, what's the song he had? Must be the money. Like I remember all of that. So I'm like, yo, man, you got to go rock with Dion. Must be the money. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yo, you got to go rock with Dion, man. Dion, Dion, dope as hell. Dion, cool as hell. So him getting these recruits and like, oh my god, how did he do it? How did he do it? Man, that kid daddy was like, yo, that dude Dion was the man back in the day, man. You going to rock with Dion. So you fast forward to him leaving, and when he leaves, I don't think people realize that whatever he kind of set in motion was set in motion because it was Dion. When that next coach comes there, when that next wave of people come there, they're like, what? No, nah, we ain't giving you that extra money. Well, mm-hmm. we'll like, you ain't doing nothing for us. We ain't, we're not giving you that extra money. Next season, you're not going to see Rick Ross. You're not going to see um, Wallow and the other dude from the podcast. You're not going to see all these celebrities going down to Jackson State football games. They're not going to be in the locker room playing goddamn music and performing. What's the other NBA young boy or whoever, young Grizzly, whoever, whoever these young dudes are. But all of them are going to the locker room, giving Deion chains, performing in the locker room before the game with the kids. Like, that's over with. So... The things he's setting, most things he's trying to say, well, I laid the groundwork. Just like how you sold yourself for them kids coming to your school, mm-hmm. them boosters, those administrators, they sold you too. They was like, oh, yeah, Dion, we got you. We're going to do this for you. We're going to do that for you. When you're gone, their support is gone. And I think that's at the root of people being upset. I'm not upset because I knew it was coming. I already knew. I was like, yeah, this dude's not going to stay here. He's going to leave. He's a he done tricked everybody into believing this whole. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to take away from the winning he's done because he's done some. He's done some good winning up there. Nothing like the first season, which was COVID, so you kind of excuse that season. He had like three losses, but they only played like eight games that year. Then the next season, he had two losses, which he lost to my school. Shout out South Carolina State. We beat him in the Celebration Bowl, and then this year he went undefeated. Cool. But he's never played a high-ranking FCS school. He's never played. He said he didn't want to play none of the major schools because he didn't want. Um, he wasn't going to beat his kids up for a check. But if the school need money, you can go ahead and play them. And if you're that good of a coach, they could have competed better than what other HBCUs compete at. But he was smart. He knew what he was doing. He played all. The, he only played in conference games. He didn't play nobody else. Any of the major FCS teams, and for those of you who don't know, the FCS teams are the North Dakota State's teams that are almost to the top, but they're not quite ready to go to the play against the Georgias and all of that. But the top FCS schools, he didn't play none of them schools because he's building his resume. He was like, yo, I'm going to show them that I'm undefeated so another school can come calling and pick me up. So I'm not totally mad at him. I just hate the fact that he, he sold this dream and everybody brought into this dream on some 
Dion's here to stay. Dion's going to save black college football, and black college football is going to all be better because he coached at one of them. I think it was foolish, man. I don't think anybody should have really believed that deeply in him and what he was trying or planning to do. I think I look at it like, and you went to you went to a historical black school, so I mean, you look at it from obviously from a different perspective. That I, I didn't go to a historical black college. I went to a uh, New York uh, university. I went to a New York university. Um, so I'm kind of looking at it from the outside outside looking in, where you are. You know, you went to a school that would have played Jackson State. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're looking at it from the inside. So I, I respect your opinion. Um, how I look at it is like this. Dion coached high school prior to him coaching at Jackson State. Um, I think he went to Jackson State. He pretty much donated half his money to put back into and that. Obviously, this wasn't about money. So if, if people really follow it, they should know that this had nothing to do with money. This had zero to do with money because he was donating half his money to the school. And and shit. And just now he had to give back three hundred thousand dollars of his measly salary. Um, I'm saying measly in coaching, in in uh, in college coaching. And I'm not even talking about historical black college. I'm talking about and just and like the Power Five. Yeah, compared to what what he about to get paid, that was measly because he gave back three hundred thousand, but he about to make five mil. There we go. So what he was getting was was chump change. It was it was, it was laughable, and, and obviously he didn't he didn't do it for the money because he didn't need it. He could have fucking really did it for free, to be honest with you. That's... But I think four years he did it for what one point two. So he was going to get three hundred thousand four years or something like that, and then you know he had to donate three hundred thousand of it back because of the contract that he got from Colorado. So in all actuality, out of all of this shit, he got three hundred thousand dollars over the course of. Uh, three to four years. So obviously it wasn't about the money, right? So if it wasn't about the money, you have to go and think about somebody's uh, somebody's motive because they always say the motive is money. And if this if money wasn't the motive, then you have to find the motive. What I know or what I believe, no, nah, what I know the motive is, <laughs> he wants to coach at Florida. And Deion Sanders never having coaching experience just took a different route. He took the, I'm going to be a high school that I'm going to use my fame and my personality to get people to buy into going to historical black colleges and stuff like that, which he did. I, nobody should take that away from him because at the end of the day, nobody would have been checking for Jackson State, just like, unfortunately, nobody was checking for Jackson State prior to him getting there, unfortunately. Right? So he, he took the route of, I'm going to do high school. I'm going to have people come to this school. I'm going to get a new facility. And, and I, I don't know if you mentioned that, but, and, and the stuff he was saying, but he got them a new facility. Like I, I'm not sure. Did you see the 60 minute interview that he had? Yeah, I saw it. So yeah, so all that stuff is great. Like I, I really appreciate what he did, even though I didn't go to that school and I'm not from Mississippi. I appreciate what he did for the city and for the school. Absolutely, absolutely. So he did all of that stuff. He did it because of his name. He got some sponsors there, whatever like that. But I watched that interview live or, or the time when he when he actually had that it was about a month ago, maybe two months ago. And when he made this decision came up just now, it said in that interview, he said every single thing he was going to do in that interview. And I was just like when when uh, Colorado came calling, I'm like, well, that sounds about right because he said it in the fucking interview. In the interview he basically was just like, yo, somebody call if I'm going to entertain it. That's just what it is. 
So nobody should have been shocked at the time. If they would have just watched the interview, you would have seen this coming. Exactly. He, he wants to eventually coach at Florida. That's how I look at it. He's taking this Colorado job and he's, he's doing the same thing he did with the Jackson State. He's using it to propel to where he wants to be. And, then, mm-hmm. and me, personally, I don't see shit wrong with it. At the end of the day, Jackson State got got a coach, got some good players, even though he's probably going to take all of them and bring them to Colorado. Uh, <laughs> that's the fact. Um, they got a new facility. They, nobody's going to fucking break down a facility now that Prime is not there. But they got kind of like a blueprint on how to do things. They will never be able to, unfortunately, because they, well, they'll get another coach, but it won't be prominent. So they won't get the same kind of notoriety. But at the end of the day, it's almost like, and this is a bad comparison, but I'm just thinking of it right now, but it's almost like when uh, Tom Brady was on the Patriots. It's like, yo, you had him. That's great. You have to move on. You have to find somebody else. It's just what it is. It's, you know, life goes on. He's at Colorado. He's going to bring all the good players to Colorado. That is going to probably be a great school because now, if you think about it, they were going, they were had to really make a decision to go to Jackson State. Now he's in the Power Five. So it's like, now I definitely am going to Colorado. Like, I don't have to make that decision to go to Jackson State and then hopefully not make it to the NFL. I go to Colorado, they're going to see me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't have a, I, the outside looking in, because I didn't go to a historical black college, I never had an issue with what he was doing or what he did because. I, I first, I don't pay none of his bills. And, and if he has aspirations, you have to allow somebody to have aspirations, regardless of how they get there, as long as it's not malice. None of this was malice to me. I think he had a, he had an idea, and his idea was to get to the Power Five so I can get to Florida. And then once I get to Florida, that's my dream job. However he did it, he helped out black kids, and he helped out the, the, the city of Mississippi. I mean, just not, not the city, but the state of Mississippi. Uh, at least in, in at least in that area, um, to an extent, because I've still seen some of the stuff and it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but he helped them out regardless. You can't take that away from them. Oh, so, yeah. um, at the end of the day, uh, however he wants to get to wherever he wants to get to, he got five million dollars. He's going about to get a nice little contract. He got the nice contract with Colorado State. I don't pay none of his bills. If he decided that he wanted to upgrade, I as a person don't have any problem with somebody upgrading because. People would be furious. It's almost like if you work at a company, right? You go into that company, they hire you as a manager, right? And your employees is like, this place is terrible. And you're like, nah, this place is not terrible. Let's make it better. So the manager makes the, the work environment great. Now the workers is there and they're like, yeah, it was never like this. Prior to you, the managers were terrible. The fucking conditions were terrible. Everything was terrible. This manager, you get in there, you change it around. Now people want to work there. The facility looks beautiful. People come in to shop at your shop. All this other stuff. Then all of a sudden, someplace like, let's just say, for lack of a better word, let's just, a uh, company, let's say Amazon comes to call. They see what you're doing over there at, at, wherever, at Walmart, right? They see it. They're like, oh, shit. This manager really changes shit around. Amazon calls to call. We're going to fucking triple your fucking salary. You know, you, you would be a fool not to take it or you can stay in your position and be like, yo, I'm just going to help out the people I did. Either way, it's fine because you have to do what's best for you. Regardless, I understand that black people are pissed off and stuff like that, but he's still a black person that has to do good for him at the end of the day. He's mm-hmm. not, 
He's not Moses. <laughs> Football, I think yeah. That's why people are upset because he he's so charismatic and he's so entertaining. People believed in the hype. Like they thought like really he was on some, it was like the second coming of Jesus. Like people were really feeding into him. Like, Oh my God, he's the greatest ever. Oh Jesus help us. Oh oh my God. Dion's here. So I think that's why people, I think that's why people, a lot of people are highly upset. And while I don't, I did, while I didn't buy, I think I didn't buy into the hype because I could see the writing on the wall. I could see when they were like, and like you said, it has a lot to do with me going to a black school when me following black sports. A lot of the people who are upset and a lot of people who are calling themselves disappointed never watch black college football. They never watch black college sports. So when they started watching because of Dion, it affected them different. They were like, oh, yeah, nobody's ever done this before. Dion's the first person doing this. He's the first person doing that. And I look at it like, nah, like that shit been going on. People been fighting and trying to get the things that he's getting. Luckily, he's at a level, he's at a, a status and a level where he was able, when he said it, people was like, oh, you know what? Y'all do deserve that because of his name. So that part of it, I appreciate. Like, if it wasn't for him, like, yo, we still be struggling in a lot of areas that we not now. And I think that's the part where people, I think that's who the people are upset. The people who never watched, never participated, never really paid any attention. So now they're like, oh man, how dare you? Oh my God, you did all of this work. You did everything. And now you're leaving. And I'm like, yo, we had people preaching the same thing he was preaching, but they just didn't have the status level. It's like, status. it's like you, um, it's like in a household, in a full family household, a lot of times one parent could be like, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And kids could just be running around crazy. And the other parent be like, hey, why are you doing that? You know you're not supposed to. And they be like, oh, yes. And they'll sit down and be quiet. You'd be like, what the hell, man? I've been saying this for the last three hours. So it's oh, the same thing for the last however many years. People have been saying, yo, we need this, we need that. And then he comes in and be like, yeah, we do need that. And they're like, oh, you're right, Dion. We'll give it to you right away. Oh, that's the greatest example ever. It's similar to is similar to an artist or someone that's an entertainer or anything. You know, the lower person that nobody knows about can have a, a rhyme or a beat or anything or anything, any, any any kind of thing that would be like, oh, you know, that's catchy. But, no, no, people will be like, all right, that's, that's okay. All right, well, whatever. Then all of a sudden somebody, like, let's just say, you know, just throwing a word out there or a name out there. This ain't like Drake says the same exact shit. And people are like, oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. He'd be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> he took my shit and said it. He'd be like, yeah, but he said it with more pizzazz. You know, pizzazz? <laughs> this is Who the fuck you start saying pizzazz? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, that's just the way of the world, unfortunately. Yeah. People, it's just the way of the world. It's almost like when you have someone where, um, they they won't they'll go out of their way. They'll, people will go out of their fucking way to support uh, a celebrity or you know someone they actually. Know. They'll go out of their way for people that don't need it. But then the people that need it or their friends or family or something like that that they, they should support, they be like, nah, I'm good. So that's just the way of the world, unfortunately. Yeah, that's facts. That's, that's just is what it is, and. Like, I hope there's uh, other people, but crazy. I've thought about this and I've said, well, damn, maybe somebody else can come in and coach at one of these schools and get some of the same results Dion get. And there's nobody else I can think of because nobody else is 
just nobody else has what he has, man. The dude is he's one of a kind. He's one of one. Like he's different. And I don't take that away from him. like that dude is just different. So like you have like um what's the running back dude? Eddie George. Eddie George is coaching at Tennessee State, which is another black school, but you don't hear anything about Tennessee State. You don't hear anything about what he's doing because he doesn't have that that oomph that Dion has. And I yeah. can't think of any other player that can come out of retirement, come out of whatever they're doing now and go coach at a black school and everybody gravitate to him like that. It's just something that Dion has. And I mean, he, he preaches a lot of times. He says things like God sent me, God did this, God did that. But that's what he has is just straight God given. Like he's really one of one when it comes to that, because he's playing his rap music. He's dancing with them. He's got all these artists coming in and people forget Dion is damn near 50. If he's not 50 already. That motherfucker definitely 50. He got to be 50 because well, we 40, we 40, 44, 45. He's got to be 50, son. There's no way in God's universe. I put every dollar I have in my bank to know that he's, he's no way in the world that he's, he's only five years older than us. There's no fucking way. Nah, man. Let's see. Let me go to uh, trusty. Look at that. Trusty Google. Yeah, see, Dion's 55 years old. You go. Man, that sounds about right. Nah, I'm like this. 55, no son. <laughs> I'm like, no way he's five years older than us. There's zero. Nah, there's no way. So then when you So when you look at it, like he's fifty five, but the average person they probably like, well you know old people young people call everybody old. They probably like, man Dion old as shit, but he cool as shit. So it's the gravitational pull to him, and all these other all these other corporations, these executives, these chancellors, and whoever else is over these boards of the NCAA, they see the overall picture, and they're like, yo, if we can get Dion to do what he does at this school at other schools, yo, we can really drive up our revenue, drive up our ticket sales, drive up this, drive up that. Like Colorado ticket sales are about to go through the roof. Oh, so the roof. who knows what the attendance was like before. I'm pretty sure it's a it's a predominant school, so I'm pretty sure their stadium had a decent ticket sale rate. But right now that joint's about to go three times whatever it already was. So he's just in general, he's just that energizing. He's that person who's gonna bring everything to that school. I just know. And, and he just... Uh, they had just a horrible... Person. So they got a horrible what? They had a horrible season last season oh, as yeah, far as I remember. Yeah, it was horrible last year. And I think they'll be subpar his first year just because it's going to take some time for everybody to gel together. But then once he gets everybody gel together, gets everybody playing on the same, on the same page in the same scheme, like... He's gonna be pretty dope at Colorado. I think they're gonna, and then you got USC leaving, leaving the Pac-12, and somebody else is leaving the Pac-12 next year. Like next year is their last year. Yet, yeah, after that, they leave for um some other conference. I think the um, SEC or Big Twelve or something. But so the Pac-12 is gonna thin out a little bit. I'm pretty sure that has something to do with his decision too. The dude is a calculated, smart individual. He's not a dummy by no stretch of the imagination. No, you're not at all. So he knows what he's doing. And the culture he in, the culture he instills is great. Cause like I saw that um when he was addressing the um the team and he was saying some things in there I think was kinda kinda foul. But he's being honest. He was like, yo, uh, some of y'all that's in here now is not gonna be in here when it's time for the season. He's like, I'm I'm gonna be moving some people. Some people are gonna lose their spots because you're not in it to really play. You're just here. And if you're not here to win, I don't want you here. So some of y'all are not gonna be here. 
Well, that's kind of, that, well, that's kind of harsh to tell some school, some kids, especially some some of the kids who are probably on scholarship. It's just real life. I mean, that's yeah. just the facts of life. Like you're gonna lose your job at some point, probably if you're not if you're not performing the way you're supposed to perform. That's but some of the other stuff he was saying, he was like, when you come to my meetings, there's no phones, there's no hoodies, there's no this. So the culture he instills is awesome. And I hate, and I, and I really, whenever I'm trying to get my point across about him and what he had going on with Jackson State and all of this, I, I don't want people to think I'm against him and what he does or I'm against or I think he's less than what he is. I think the dude's a phenomenal motivator of men. I think he's a phenomenal mentor and a phenomenal builder of young male character and building you up to what you need to be and what you should be to succeed in life. I just don't like the fact that everybody is trying, not everybody, but a majority of the people are trying to paint this picture of him as the black college savior. And if it wasn't for him, black college would have like ceased to exist. Oh no, That's the part part I don't like. That's the picture where I'm like, come on now, man. Like if you look at nah. his other coaches, like before he got there, um, a couple of years ago when it was a and North Carolina A and T, they coach was winning um, winning the championships year after year, putting multiple people in the NFL. There's multiple people in the NFL from black colleges, so I don't like the the portrait of he came there and now all of a sudden the spotlight is on us and we're succeeding. That's the part I don't like. It's the it's the uh, it's the celebrity it's the celebrity aspect. That's all it is, man. Yeah, you, you see it in, in 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 everything. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be playing Texas Hold'em, then all of a sudden, somebody from a status will be like, you know what? I'm a Texas Hold'em player, and then yeah. all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, you know, Texas Hold'em is fucking great. And you're like, what? We've been playing this shit for fucking 10, 15 years, or when Little Wayne decided he wanted to pick up the skateboard. Oh, yeah. Now, now my was like, yeah, we want to ride a skateboard. Really? Everybody was riding skateboards way before he was riding skateboards. <laughs> you know, so I, I feel like this is just another aspect of those kind of things where a celebrity gets involved and everybody act like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread when you yourself have been putting in the hard work or doing it for fucking years and then somebody comes along and does it for free and then all of a sudden everybody's praising it like look at this this is how uh this is how uh black colleges should be and all the stuff like that I'm like what what are you talking about we've been doing this this is the same shit it's just nothing different it's just somebody with with a status is here that's all that's a good point that's, that's a great way to uh <laughs> that's a great way to break it down because that's exactly what it is <laughs> and that little wayne skateboard thing is is genius because <laughs> a lot of people was really on some Oh, all the black kids are skateboarding now because of Lil Wayne. I was like, wait a minute. So it wasn't no black kids skateboarding before Lil Wayne? I'm like, come on now. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good that's a good that's a good analogy right there. Cause that is exactly what it feels like. But man, shout out shout out to Dion, man. Dion's gonna do I think he's gonna do some good things. He's already got like people coming over with him from his school. He's got several other people leaving other schools wanting to come to um, Colorado now to play for him because they didn't want to go to Jackson State to play for him. But now he's at a power five. So like like you said earlier, they're like, oh, I know I'm going to get seen on TV. I know I'm going to get this. I know I'm going to get that. So they're ready to come now. So I think he's going to he's gonna do pretty good. I think he's going to do uh, probably do some numbers this year. Then next year he may actually 
somehow get them in the playoffs if they're playing some top-notch teams. He's going to tuck. He's going to tuck his skirt and start playing some uh, major teams. But I think he'll do all right if he gets those all those players transferred in and he gets that team up and running and he brings his coaching staff from Jackson State because he had a remarkable coaching staff at Jackson State. Most people on his coaching staff were former NFL coaches, like they were they coached in the NFL as either like defensive line coaches or linebacker coaches, things like that. So. And again, that goes to him being that motivator of people like for you to talk to a former NFL coach and be like, yeah, you know what? Come to Jackson State with me. Come down to Jackson, Mississippi. and We're going to get to it. And they'd be like, you know what, Dion? I'm riding with you. you got to be a hell of a motivator, man, to be able to get, convince somebody to do that. So he should be all right, man. I think he's going to do pretty good. And we'll see. We'll see what the uh, what the long term is, man. We'll see what the long term move is and what the long term effect of him getting there and applying his own brand of coaching and all of that. Yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to seeing some games and it's 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 literally the same thing on a different level. You know, I ain't never watched a Colorado game in my entire life. <laughs> but I'm about to when the when the season comes back around, I'm gonna check them out. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the same in just a different level. Like when he went to Jackson State, I, I you know, unfortunately I wasn't checking for Jackson State. But he was there, and he was turning the, the uh, he was turning the culture around. So I'm like, all right, let me check out the games. Now he's at Colorado, and they a piece of shit. Before he got there, <laughs> I want to see if he's able to turn it around, and I'm going to be checking for them. So it's just, and when he moves to Florida, and you're listening to this. What is 2022, December 2022? In five years, when we when we coming back to here, and we're like. Yo, I can't believe Dion is going to Florida. We will be watching Florida. We ain't watching Florida today. We will be watching Florida in five years when he goes there. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if all these celebs are going to go to Colorado now and be kicking it with him. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Colorado's going to want to go to Colorado, but if I see Rick Ross, if I see all these people popping up in Colorado, going to the games and all this stuff, I'm gonna be I'm going to be completely just blown away by that. Yeah, no, you're going to see it. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You're going to see some people at the game. Like the first game, you're going to see it. (laughs) Yeah, what if he turned Colorado homecoming into like a black homecoming where (laughs) they'd be having to band and just be wild stuff going on, son? Oh, don't be shocked at that. That'll be hilarious. I'm expecting it, man. I'm expecting it. I'm expecting that clip. I'm expecting that group of kids to be. 75% 75% predominantly black. That's what I'm expecting. 75 to, I'm even going as high as 80. And I'm expecting him to have a homecoming that is similar to a historical black college. I'm not, I'm not even fooling around with this. This is not a, this is, a, this is how I expect it because he is going to want to prove. I feel like he wants to prove like, Hey, y'all think I abandoned black people. All I did was I'm just going to bring black people and put them at a, put them on a, a bigger TV, put them on a bigger spotlight. And I'm going to show everyone that doubted me and thought I was leaving Jackson State. All I did was move the party to Colorado. That's all I did. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be dope when, as hell. when you see shit change and you like, yo, really motherfuckers is really going to uh, Colorado homecoming and they ain't never been to the school before. <laughs> if you see all that shit, you're going to know why. 
Yo, that'll be some dope shit, man. But shout out to Dion, man. Shout out to everything he's done. Shout out to everything that he's gonna do. Shout out to him taking care of and schooling and grooming the um young black men so that even if they don't make it in the NFL, they'll make it in life and they'll be they have some type of positive impact. Because I'm pretty sure for a, a majority of those kids, not even a majority, I say for probably about a a tenth, a third, or whatever those kids, they didn't have probably a positive black role model in their household growing up. That's just the, based off how numbers and statistics speak, there's probably a lot of kids on that team who didn't have a positive black male role model, somebody who would tell them they love them, somebody who would, who would show that, yo, I am care about you, I'm going to do this for you. So shout out him for being that person to them, man, and shout out to what he's going to do to affect other black athletes and other athletes in general. But, you know, we black, so... We want to uh, shout him out for doing what he's doing for black people. Absolutely. So yeah, I chance see what he does, and then we judge him from there. At the end of the day, we if we're going to go on people, if we're going to be a, a culture that that goes, and we just had a long conversation about you know giving people a chance and, and letting people grow. If we're going to go, and this person doesn't have to grow anything. He's done. He's proven himself. So we can't be like, well, you've proven yourself, and now. All of a sudden, we don't believe in you. We just have to allow them, let them do what he says he's going to do, and we're going to see. We don't have any. We don't have any reason to believe that he's going to go crazy. And that, and now all of a sudden, Colorado is going to be predominantly black and have crazy frat parties and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. The school is going. The school for what people know Colorado State is is going to be different. It's just it's just what it is because because of the culture that he brings. Mm-hmm. So we, I'm a, I'm a watch, I'm a watch. It's gonna be a fun. I feel like it's gonna be a fun ride. Yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting, man. Um, mm-hmm. before we get up out of here, man, tell them, tell them what you got going on. Tell them about uh the expansion and the and the building of your book, man. Let them know what's happening. Oh yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. I um, the book is going phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, I can't thank everybody enough for supporting uh, Socks now on Amazon. Um, we have made a Instagram page and a Facebook page, so you can come there and check us out for all Socks news, the Socks universe. Um, again, and that, that page is The Socks Book on Facebook and on Instagram. Again, that's The C H E S O C K S. B O O K, um, come check us out. Um, and obviously you can check out the D and D podcast. Um, you can check out that. You can check out our page. You can also check out, uh, D chop. You can check out me. Um, but the, the book itself is doing phenomenal. We're going to, you know, we're on the, on the verge of, uh, I got, I got a, a couple of weeks and then we're going to be in a bunch of schools in New York. Uh, we're, we're going to be in a bunch of schools in Florida. Listen, this is about to be the 2022-2023 Dr. Seuss. We are taking over for Dr. Seuss and all of those Harry Potters, and we're taking over for what? Uh, Huckleberry Finns? Those are out of here. Great books. Those are phenomenal books. They did its job, but it's over for them. It's over. Now we are in 2022, 2023 with socks. The book is hip. It has jokes. It it teaches a whole lot of lessons. It teaches kids about uh, just confidence, self-worth, never giving up, just 
uh, you know, it, it has, it's, it's gender neutral. It's, it's making sure that it has uh, for the ladies and for the fellas and for the young women and, and stuff like that. It's just a book that uh, I, if you read it and you give it a chance, I can promise you that you'll enjoy and your kids will enjoy. And when me and, and, and D is on the, on the, uh, when we're on the red carpet and, and we're just going to share the moment with everybody when we're on the red carpet, because we know at some point it's going to be a goddamn movie. So at the end of the day, please check out the book. That's uh, the Socks book on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you go to Amazon and put in Socks book and you put in Darnell, you shall find it. So please support if you haven't done so already. Yeah, man, support. It's a good book. I read it. My son read it. It's a good book, man. It's got some good stuff in it. It's got a bunch of different characters, some wild characters, some people you can relate to. Absolutely. And it's just good, man. It's good. Like you said, it's, it's funny. It's interesting. It gives you uh, a peek into what a lot of us always thought about when we thought about socks and washing machines and dryers and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, I, I wanted to say one last thing. It's crazy because my, um, one of my, my brothers, I have, I, have, I have three brothers. My brother, one of my, my youngest brother, he hit me up and he was like, yo, I just finished reading the book. And he was like, this is absolutely crazy, man. You didn't destroy, destroyed me because now I, I, I have no idea how I'm going to go to, a, you know, just do laundry the same and look at these socks like they're not actual people. It's just ridiculous. So <laughs> when you have that kind of impact on, you know, just on kids and, and other and other uh, adults, it's just that it just shows that, you know, people are enjoying it. And it, and the biggest thing is we wanted to make sure we had some lessons in there. And there's a lot of lessons in there besides a lot of jokes and that stuff like that. So if you have nieces, nephews, kids, you know, you work at a school, anything, just please, please, please just actually pick up that book. I, I, it will, it will do you a whole lot of justice. Oh man, definitely. Well, should we up out of here, man? Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate everybody tuning in and all that good stuff. And um, in the honor of our conversation about HBCUs, we're going to play some little HBCU music on our way out, man. Not our normal outro. Um, we appreciate everybody, man. Holla. We'll holla at y'all later, man. Appreciate everybody listening to. Responsibilities, uh-huh. intellectual growth, academic integrity. Uh-huh. That bulldog pride, those bulldogs lie. You can never put uh-huh. us bulldogs down. We stand up. Uh-huh. My mission, my purpose, my goal, my statement is to make sure nobody acts with South Carolina State win. Because I love my HBCU. I love my HBCU. I love my HBCU.